it's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love talking this weekend about living and loving in the Word. Welcome to Love Talk, friends, and good morning. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Thank you for joining us here on Love Talk. We are thrilled to be with you on 101.1 FM and 1120 AM KTXW, The Bridge, Austin. Central Texas Christian Talk, and I am Kathy Enderbrock, and in studio today with me, as always, is the gorgeous Coach Carrie Brinkader. Coach Carrie, it's great to be with you today. Happy Saturday, Kathy. Man, what a gorgeous time it is here at the end of March um, in Central Texas. It's been a beautiful couple of weeks. Um, had our last little cold spell, which I found glorious. Um, and, uh, you know, it's going to be a great day here on Love Talk, as always. Well, how many friends have actually gotten out shorts this week? Because oh, it me. was 80. To, oh, sure. Of course you did. No, I still leave on the old jeans. I just, <laughs> I, I downsized to a t-shirt instead of my long sleeve or my sweater or my sweatshirt. Well, friends, I just want to tell you, it's time to pull those love walking shoes out of your closet yes, and is. put them on because we are going to be preparing for the places that God would have us go and step into. The National Day of Prayer is coming up, Coach Kerry, and I love mm-hmm. I love the month of May, which right. is two months away, because the very first week of May, the first Thursday in May, is the National Day of Prayer, and we have some amazing leaders in the state of Texas and right here in Austin that set up a state prayer breakfast. Mm-hmm. Some of it, some people call it the Governor's State Prayer Breakfast. Um, where incredible keynote speakers from and the people of Texas come together and and pray. And last year it was incredible. I think we had like six, seven hundred people. Oh my stars! It it really was a room full, a sea of people. And you know, if you think about it, Kathy, that was May of 2021, right? When yeah. most people in the world were still wearing a mask and afraid to get out. Yet we had over 500 people. I know for a fact in that room um, and just loving Jesus, praying for our country, praying for our schools. Uh, It it was an amazing time, and I can't wait for this year. Well, you know, last year they had Ann Graham Lotz as the keynote, and I thought, well, boy, how are they going to step up from there? And I tell you, the program that they've put together with the keynote speaker that they've put together is top-notch, and I'm Mm -hmm. so excited Uh, And we're going to hear a lot more about it. We have two guests in the studio with us today. We're going to introduce you to them in just a moment who have been really leading in prayer and leadership in the state of Texas. And we're just so excited about the program that they've put together. You know, we're called to pray for leaders Mm -hmm. and and those in authority. Even if we didn't vote for them, we're called to pray for them. And uh, we're told to pray on all occasions for the big things and the little things. In all things, we're to pray. And this is one of the things that I love. There's this gorgeous little scripture tucked away in the second chapter of Ephesians, verse 18, that says, through Jesus Christ, we have been given full access to the Father through one spirit. And, I mean, that's just privileged and powerful access Mm -hmm. that we've been given. And I love that we're able to pursue that relationship with God in prayer, that that is a life-changing relationship, not just for us, but it's meant to bring light and transformation to a world that is filled with with anger and frustration and anxiety and loneliness. Mm -hmm. And so, friends, you know, sometimes I know we watch the news and we just feel kind of helpless. Maybe sometimes we feel hopeless. Well, those are the times that we need to remember that God has given us uh, powerful access to pray into those circumstances, to pray over those circumstances, um, both for ourselves, our, sometimes our own, um, our own discouraged hearts, and then also to pray with others. And so on this national day of prayer, our entire nation gets to come together to pray for our nation. And one of the things I also love is that there are other nations that pray for the United Mm -hmm. States heading into our National Day of Prayer, which I love. Mm -hmm. And this year, Love Talk is going to be doing something a little bit different for the State Prayer Breakfast. We have a table every year, but this year we are going to have two of our listening friends who are going to get free tickets to come to the event and sit with us. Um, And so we're going to give you some details of that in our last segment today. 
going. you got to hang on to the last segment. I'm so excited about that, Kathy. Yeah. Two of our listeners um, hanging out with us early in the morning on May the 2nd at the State Prayer Breakfast. I, I'm pumped about that. That's going to be a lot of fun. And for those of you who want a seat, there are seats available. There are tables available. And we're going to get into all the nitty-gritty of, of that. The theme this year for the National Day of Prayer is based on the verse in Colossians, Coach Carey. Mm-hmm. It's chapter 2 of Colossians. That's You'll find that over in your New Testament, uh, verses 6 through 7. And it says, exalt the Lord who has established us. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that I just love how that applies so beautifully to our nation. Because if you look at our history, it is un. Un- undoubtedly true that God has established this nation, that in in God's providence, this nation was founded, this nation gained its independence. And um, we need to remember that and we need to um, be faithful to that God who has established us just as he has been so faithful to us. Well, you know, that's one of the things I love about the state prayer breakfast here in Texas is that we pray for our nation Mm -hmm. and it's powerful. Um, Those, the, the, it's not necessarily the words, Kathy, but it's being in a room with people who are all praying at the same time. I think that's one of the things that's, that, impacts me when I'm at the at the state prayer breakfast is I mean you can feel the Lord in that space you can just feel it Um, you can feel the Holy Spirit um, just envelop that whole space and it's really a powerful deal friends if you haven't been to the governor's prayer to the state prayer breakfast I encourage you to go to ndpaustin.org and go ahead and get your tickets get a table or try to win those free tickets to sit with Kathy and I at the Love Talk table. Yeah, we'll look forward to meeting you. And so, all right, Coach Carrie, I know for you, this week has been your spring break. Yeah. Okay, but here you are in studio with us. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Over your spring break, you. this is how much we love what we do, yeah. is that, you know, when it comes time for spring break, we are still here with you, friends. Mm-hmm. And I know some of you this week has been your spring break because you've been in Austin and your kiddos have been off of school and so we thank you for joining us this Saturday morning. Coach Carrie, what have you been up to aside from Love Talk? Well, lots of Love Talk um, but um, this week we did take a couple of days and go hang out with friends at the Frio River which was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Boy, I love being out in nature and just waking up to open windows and the birds singing and deer in the front and you know, deer in the back and um, (laughs) you know, just leisurely uh, hanging out with the friends. It's just really a great way to recharge those those batteries um, and and hang out with friends and these are just such good people and uh, great friends of our kids too and so we did we had a really great time um, but you know Mackenzie's working this week you know that girl um, manager at Chick-fil-A and so she's got to go and manage her people um, so she's worked a lot of hours this week uh, Logan's taking a college visit and and working on finding a job for the summer this week as well so it's been a it's been a great week really has yeah what our, about you you took a, a grand trip with your eldest we did you, you know, she's actually talking to us now about um, work and what work is like and all like that. She got her first job at, at college, so she just works during college hours. But, you know, the whole concept that they are not going to have the summer off and they don't yeah. have a week for spring break and all like that, it just seems like so foreign to them. So she's about to kind of step into the big person world. Uh, you know, she's a junior this year and she graduates uh, next year from Baylor. And she believes that she wants to go into a postgraduate degree and possibly pursue her Ph.D. But if she doesn't do that, you know, she's she's like, I'll just go into private industry and work for a laboratory or something. And I said, okay, well, you know, no more summer breaks when that happens and no more spring breaks when that happens. And she's like, what? What? You know, so we had to chat through that. But we did. We got to go with her to a little place called Rocky Point. It's off of the Sea of Cortez, about four hours drive south of Phoenix. You have to kind of cross over the border, but it was a lot of fun. We had a, a super fantastic time. And then next week, is uh, Faithy and Jordan's uh, spring break. And so we're going to be heading down to New Mexico 
they're especially excited to see the baby cousins and to see grandma and grandpa Grizz. And so we're going to get to spend some time with them. Uh, Love all the family time. We have to soak it all up, Kathy, because our kids are, they're just little adults, right? And that's um, true. Holy cow, just soak up every single minute of it. Well, I would love to go ahead and and introduce one of our guests for today, Kathy. Okay, how about you introduce one, I'll introduce the other. That sounds great. That sounds great because it is go time for the National Day of Prayer, and prayer requires people. Without people... (laughs) There's no prayer. That's right. Right? Um, And so we're calling out to the people of Texas and the people of America to stand together in prayer. And this gentleman, Jim McGee, has been organizing this state prayer breakfast now for a couple of years and is doing a fantastic job. 73 years old. He came to know Jesus at 12 years old, 59 years. He's been walking with the Lord and married to his beautiful wife, Vicki, for 52 years, and they are just so precious to be around. He has two grown children and four grand, grandchildren. Um, he's a full, he, For years and years, he worked as full-time staff with Campus Crusade for Christ, been on mission trips in eight different countries, and has been working with the National Day of Prayer for 25 years and stepped into this leadership role a couple of years ago. He's an ordained Southern Baptist minister, and he and his wife are just loving being retired and hunting and fishing. I think Jim has more um, fishing and hunting shirts than he knows what to do with. <laughs> every every time I see him, he's got a, got a different uh, fish and hunting shirt on. So he's our National Day of Prayer Capital Corps. Coordinator and State Breakfast Coordinator, Jim McGee. Welcome back to Love Talk. Well, it's just an awesome time to be here, and I appreciate y'all having me back again. Absolutely. We're always delighted when you come in studio, Jim. You're just always a, a breath of fresh air for us, and you have been incredibly busy, and we're going to introduce your partner in crime here because the two of you have been working your tails off. Yeah, now, Jim, he's the behind-the-scenes guy that gets it all done. Then we have Richard Battle, who stands up at the mic and... uh you know, whether he likes it or not, he's pretty darn good at it. So he we, he, Jim keeps putting him up there. We love having him. Well, Richard Battle is a multi-award winning author, speaker, media personality, and advisor. He's been a public speaker and trainer for over 30 years. And uh, last year was my first uh, opportunity or privilege, I would say, to really meet him when he emceed the 2021 State Prayer Breakfast with keynote speaker Ann Graham Lotz. Uh, he has M- He's going to be the MC again this year for the State Prayer Breakfast, and we're just so thrilled to have him. He has. He and Jim have an incredible speaker, David Barton, uh, the founder of Wall Builders, is mm-hmm. going to be that keynote. And um, Richard is also a weekly guest on John Rush's Rush Rush to Reason in Denver, Colorado. So he's not only a a voice in Texas, but he's also a voice to our neighbors up there in Colorado. And so, Richard, we are just thrilled and privileged to have you with us today. Welcome to Love Talk. Kathy and Carrie, thank you so much for having me. It is an honor and privilege not only to be here, but to have the opportunity to serve as MC for the prayer breakfast. And mm-hmm. I look forward to sharing some of the information about David Barton because I am so excited that he's going to be here, especially at this time in our nation and where we're at. Well, and you have uh, two of David's books sitting right in front of you, Richard. You're pre- you're you're prepared. <laughs> well, I, I've been a fan of his for a long time, and one of them's 30 years old, and the other's 20. And David's been focused on our godly heritage mm-hmm. and God affecting our country from the founding and sharing that to try to help educate people his whole career. And that's why I think it's so great that we have him here this year Mm -hmm. to refute a lot of things we hear in the public media and to give us the information so we can educate others. You know, I think that's so true, that we need those voices who are speaking truth over our nation and that are educating Americans as to what 
the uh, foundation of our, our nation has been, what the history of our nation has been. And so I love that David Barton has been that voice that has been speaking truth now for decades over our nation. Well, gentlemen, I know that you've both been on the program before, and some of our listening friends are going to already know you, but some of our newer listening friends won't know you. So we're excited to find out how each of you came to know that Jesus loves you. And we're going to go to our break here from our amazing sponsors that keep Love Talk on the air every week. And when we return, friends, how did these two gentlemen who serve Jesus in our state and in our nation, how did they come to the knowledge that Jesus loves them? You're going to hear their stories when we come back to Love Talk right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. This is Coach Carrie Brinkader, and you have found the love ladies. I'm in studio with my beautiful co-host, Kathy Enderbrock, and we are sitting here with Jim McGee and Richard Battle, who are organizing this um, state prayer breakfast for us here in Texas, right here in Central Texas um, at the Kalahari Resorts this year. So I would encourage you to go to ndp.org, ndpaustin.org, and find out more information. We're going to get all into it in the nitty-gritty here in just a minute. Now, Jim, you, you've you uh, been a friend of love talking, Miss Evelyn, and um, Van for... Ever. I, I had decades. I, I hesitate to even put a number on that. Um, but we would love to know how you came to know that Jesus loves you. Well, many, 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 many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at least 61 years ago, mm-hmm. I can remember in my family, hard work, high values, High moral values, honesty, and helping others were commonplace in the McGee home. Mm. Even though we went to church regularly, I still felt God was far away. He just didn't seem close. And I was lonely. My brother my brother and I, he was six years younger than I was, and we would fight a lot. He was constantly making me angry and mad. And many times my parents would get on to me about things. And I can remember only mumbling under my breath, saying things that I really shouldn't be saying. and But I wouldn't say it out loud. And then one evening we were in a, a special meeting, and I was 12. And it was as, as if the speaker was talking directly to me. Amazing. At the end of the meeting, it was like a giant magnet was pulling me to the front. And I went down and prayed and gave my heart to Jesus. And I did that very thing. And uh, I prayed and asked Jesus Christ to forgive me of all my mistakes. And I placed my trust in him. I invited Jesus Christ to come into my life and make me that person that he wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. And I had a peace come over me like I'd never felt before. On the way home, I knew that if we had a car wreck for some reason or something, that if I died, I was going to heaven. I knew it, no doubt in my mind. And God seemed so close to me, not far away like before. And I wasn't lonely anymore because he was always there. My life began to change. And one thing that I tell people that changed in my life was my wanter changed. I didn't want to still fight with my little brother, even though I did some. But I didn't want to. And uh, my language changed. Instead of mumbling things that I shouldn't, All that I could say is, God is love. And I wanted to tell everyone what God had done and how they could know God as a personal God instead of a faraway God as I had. So Jesus became my best friend. I talked to him every day and read his word. God is still in the process of changing me, making me more and more like him. And uh, as you can see, it is easy to get excited about Jesus Christ. I mean, one of the things that I love that you say, Jim, is that you just had a lot of anger 
and loneliness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it, Carrie and I have a program coming up uh, that we're going to be talking about anger and the mm -hmm. anger that's happening right now in our nation that's, that's, you know, happening in hearts and the anxiety and the loneliness. And it's amazing when... When you press into those things, you press into very dark places, and when you press into God, he's able to bring light into those dark places, and I, I just love that, that the love of Jesus is, you know, really a light that, that casts out the darkness in our hearts and in our minds, and um, it's it's amazing the transformation that, mm -hmm. that God brings, not only in that moment, but as you continue to pursue that relationship with him. He can make change. That's what he does. He changes us every yeah. day. He's in a good business. He's in a good business. We need lots of change. Right. All right, Richard, I'm, I'm just looking forward to hearing from you as well. How did you come to know that Jesus loves you? Well, I'm going to approach it from a little bit different angle. I was blessed that my mother and grandmother were the ones that guided me spiritually to know Jesus when I was a young boy. And scripturally, it puts a responsibility on fathers. And so with my daughter, I've been much more conscious about that. But my father was not uh, as much a believer as my mother and grandmother was. And while the church I was baptized in was in Garland, Texas, where I grew up, the church that my heart really was with is the first Christian church in Honey Grove, Texas, Honey which Grove. I visited a couple of weeks ago. And it's a building that's well over 100 years old. And my grandparents and great-grandparents and people of those generations built it. And it touches me now because it they had broad shoulders that we stand on. And we have to continue to keep the faith and share it with others so that our shoulders will become broad and future generations can stand on us with faith and confidence because of our example in lives. And so after my youth, and I did some wandering like a lot of people do, and then I came back and began studying and teaching Sunday school, but my faith was very much theoretical at that time. Mm -hmm. And for better or worse, but for God's will, I've had many experiences that have transformed the faith to experiential faith mm -hmm. uh, from the standpoint of surviving an apartment fire. My neighbor died going oh. broke, uh, having a divorce, two heart procedures, and a cancer diagnosis in 10 months, which resulted in the faith book, Unwelcome Opportunity. And then the worst loss was the loss of my only son, which resulted in the book Surviving Grief by God's Grace. Mm -hmm. uh, each one of those experiences were horrific, but when I look back now, I see how God used me through those to try to learn something and share with others that might help them go through whatever experiences they had to go through. And I have to say it's 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 been unbelievable because when I left the corporate world to go to do more writing full-time and speaking and things of this nature, uh, I was going down a path that was much more business-focused. Mm -hmm. And a friend said, hey, there's a thousand of those books. Why don't you write this experience of the divorce, heart procedures, and cancer diagnosis? And so I did, and it totally changed the direction of my activities. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I've been awakened in the middle of the night with inspiration to write something to prepare to speak about it, to prepare to put it in a book in detail. I mean, word for word, paragraph for paragraph, mm -hmm. and the conviction to get up and to do it before I'd lose it. And just that feeling of his presence guiding that, I mean, it is the most humbling thing in the world. And I just hope I get out of the way and make sure I don't mess up and, and do something the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And so anything I can do to try to help and share what I've experienced is, is just a blessing to me, and it's very humbling anytime somebody tells me that something I've done has helped their path. Sure. You, you know, I, I find both of your, your experiences um, so refreshing. You know, Jim, you knew Jesus loved you one day sitting in a church at a meeting. You, you just felt it all over you at a very young age. For some of us, we become a Christian, but we still don't know deep down that Jesus loves us. And you said it was theoretical, right? Okay, yeah, I know it's out there, right? But then that experience that we have through life shows us deeply how much Jesus loves us. 
And so, friends, I don't want you to think that there's a one-size-fits-all for this because there's not, right? Each of us has a different um a different way that we experience the love of Jesus and that's okay. And I think that's what makes God so amazing, right? <laughs> um, well, thank you, gentlemen, for, for sharing that. Let's get on to National Day of Prayer, Kath. Well, you know, the, I love the history, the deep and rich history of prayer in our nation. Yeah. And I think one of the things that makes the National Day of Prayer so different from many other days of prayer is that it's actually signed into law, <laughs> right? So, uh, Jim, can you give us, or, or, or Richard, whichever of you gentlemen want to take this question, just can you just briefly highlight how the National Day of Prayer is different from all of these other days and maybe focus a little bit as well on our theme for this year, exalt the Lord who is, ha- has established us. How does that tie into our history? Well, the theme is really awesome this year because, <coughs> excuse me, we have been exalted. Our nation has been lifted up above all nations around. And it's the Lord that's going to exalt us and keep us exalted. And only through prayer and repentance is that going to happen. And I know back in, it was back in 1952, by a joint resolution of the United States Congress that they signed into law, President Harry S. Truman, he's the one that signed it into law that we have a national day of prayer. That's how important prayer has always been to our nation. And I think one of the neat things is David Barton is going to pull in and go back and show us even more so how that prayer has affected us and got us where we were. And it's going to be exciting to see. And and for us, it's like all 50 states, all the governors, all 50 governors of the president, they all do proclamations, proclaiming it. And it's a, it's a way in which we can publicly get out and pray, not just uh, be in our house behind the closed doors and silently praying, which is great, do all that we can get. But it's we can get out in the police stations, the courthouses, the capitals, and we can pray out loud, and people can hear that. And so it's exalting the Lord, and that's what He wants us to do, to talk to Him and not be ashamed. And, uh, and uh, it's, it's exciting to see how God has pulled all this together to do that. Well, and you say you can get out, you know, our neighborhoods will have um, opportunities to participate mm-hmm. in National Day of Prayer on May the 4th, which is the Thursday, the first Thursday in May. And uh, so keep checking the website as mm-hmm. to where those opportunities are for you to participate. Um, in addition to the state prayer breakfast, which will be Monday, May the second. Now, Richard, you've done, um, you've been a fan of David Barton for a long time. Again, the keynote speaker at the state prayer breakfast. Um, tell us why you're so excited about uh, David coming to here to Texas to share his message. Well, I'm, I'm excited about David, and I've got brought two books. One's 30 years old, the myth of separation that David wrote about about what the founders and courts really said about the separation of church and state. Mm -hmm. And the myth that we are told through secular media is not true. And this this book testifies about that and gives us the knowledge we need to refute untruth, Mm -hmm. which is so good. And then the the other book I brought was about original intent. It's a 20-year-old book about the courts, constitution, and religion. And again, it's going through talking about how God blessed us, establishing our country, being with us all the way, the foundations of our legal system, the foundations of our culture being Christian-based, the evidence that the founders were Christians, not the untruth that they weren't. And he has many, many more books and writings, and I'm excited to hear him because he's focused his entire career on this one facet of 
faith, and that is the blessings of liberty that we've been given. Uh, another book he had done years ago was about the bulletproof George Washington and how George Washington avoided death by providence during the uh, French and Indian War when he was sh- shot at several times and shot through his coat and everything, and how providential that was to prepare him to lead our nation. And so all of these things are very exciting when you think about how our country's been blessed, like Jim said. And so our ability to pray with gratitude, with a positive attitude, to be an example for others and encourage others is a privilege that we have that we should exercise. And, you know, when I think of these proclamations that all the governors of of the states are making and the proclamation that the president of the United States makes, it's not just proclaiming that it is National Day of Prayer, but it is asking the people to to pray. So when Governor Abbott is making uh, this proclamation and, uh, you know, the last decade we've had the, the state governor, the governor of Texas at the state prayer breakfast every year. Um, that proclamation is requesting, please pray for our state. Please pray for our nation. Citizens of this state, citizens of this nation, please pray. And so, friends, I would just ask you this. It's not just that we have a right to prayer, but your prayers are being requested. And so will you hear that call and step forward and say, yes, I will step forward and pray for my nation. You know, maybe you won't do it because God tells you to, but maybe you'll do it because your governor is asking you to. The president of the United States is asking you to. And one of the things I find interesting is that every single year, this atheist organization, it's called Freedom From Religion Foundation, Mm -hmm. they try and outlaw the National Day of Prayer. They take it to the courts and try and say this goes against our Constitution. This goes against separation of church and state. Again, Richard, as you're saying, you know, this lie that's been promulgated uh, that religion has no place. And so I love that every year the courts uphold the National Day of Prayer. And every year I think, gosh, Lord, I wonder if this will be the last year. I wonder if next year they'll be successful and the National Day of Prayer will be outlawed. And so, friends, I would just say, treat every year like it could be your last year. Mm-hmm. Come forward and pray. And if you're if you want to join people in prayer, you can come to the state prayer breakfast. You can go to the Capitol. If you want to find out where the nearest prayer gathering is to you, you can go to nationaldayofprayer.org. And you can find an event that's nearest to you by plugging in your zip code Mm -hmm. and finding that out. If you want to, if there's no event near you and you want to coordinate and start an event, you also can register and do that. Yeah, and that was super helpful last year. And the closer we get to those dates, the more that pop up on that website, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Last year there were events in Georgetown and Cedar Park and um, Leander and Round Rock. I mean, they're all over. And, of course, plenty in Austin. So, um, And you can um, choose if you want to go to a church and worship or go sit out under some trees at a park. Uh, there's all kinds of things. Or that, even do one in your business. If you've right. got a business, yeah. organize one. That's what it's about. Go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, anybody can organize. That's this. right. And um, so, and there's all kinds of opportunities out there for sure. Now, um, this, uh, the National Day of Prayer State Prayer Breakfast is open to the public, Jim, and anyone can purchase a ticket and come, uh, but seating is limited. Can you tell us how we can get our seats? Yes. Uh, go to ndpaustin.org. And you can pick a seat, you can pick a, a, a table of 10, and you can pay for that with a check or use your credit card, either one. And you can do, uh, we have tables of $1,000, 500 uh, 2500 and 5000 for title sponsors. So if uh, anybody wants with their business to be a title sponsor of the Governor's Prayer Breakfast, well, there's their opportunity. Mm -hmm. And they get up good and early and head to Round Rock. Absolutely. And most of the people have found it, being in Round Rock, that with the freeways we have now in early morning like that, it doesn't take from south 
to get there. And we have people that come from Dallas, San Antonio, uh, even Houston to attend this. Well, and, you know, I had some friends last year because it's held at the Kalahari Resort, which is, you know, they have this incredible water park. Um, my friends just went there Sunday, brought the family, played at the water park all day, spent the night, and then Monday morning went to the National Day of Prayer breakfast. So and I'm then like, they can spend the rest of the afternoon at the park with the kids right. if they want to. <laughs> that's right. That's and you right. get a discounted rate, too. And there is a uh, code on the website that they can get their uh, room, and it gives them a, a, a cheaper rate. Wow, making the National Day of Prayer even more fun. Not just spiritually uplifting, but the children are going to be begging you to go next year as well. Well, and this is the, one of the things that I love about the National Day of Prayer is it's not this big fundraising event. I mean, when we talk about those sponsor tables and, um, the, you know, the ticket purchases, that just covers the cost of the event. So you get to go have a, a breakfast, a great breakfast with your friends. You get to hear an incredible speaker and just get encouraged and inspired and, um, just hear truth spoken over um, your nation and over the state. You get to hear the governor speak, and then you get to join your voice in prayer with the prayers of these incredible leaders throughout the state of Texas. So, Jim, when you're putting together uh, the program and you are inviting these speakers to come and pray you're not just pulling anybody off the street. You're pulling out leaders that God has really established within this state to come and pray over certain things. What things do you have um, those uh, prayers or those speakers pray over? Well, we have uh, the military, veterans. Uh, we have uh, the uh, business, business uh, home, our family. Uh, media, which is what Miss Carrie did last time. She mm-hmm. prayed for us. And uh, we do church. Mm-hmm. And there's and seven schools, things. Right? Yeah, school, education. education. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, and, and those are always um, so impactful for me anyway. And, you know, as we as we approach the National Day of Prayer, Prayer is a way to release God's power on this earth and in our lives. But prayer without repentance is, you know, a clanging noise in in God's ear. And so as we approach this day, Richard, you know, do you agree with this statement? And what does it mean as we prepare our hearts and our minds for this National Day of Prayer? Well, I think prayer is something we should be doing all the time, right, right. and the National Day of Prayer is special because we get to gather together, yeah. and it helps encourage us as we encourage others, mm-hmm. but we don't have to wait for it to pray and even get yeah. people and gather them to pray together, and I always like the acronym ASAP, as soon as possible, I like it saying, always say a prayer, Oh, nice! and I've found myself uh, many times praying at any time of the day or night in situations where I felt like I needed it and I felt like the help was there, why not take advantage of it yeah. and get the help uh, alongside me to make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to mm-hmm. and give me the comfort and peace and hope and grace and mercy that comes from prayer and from Him. Right. Yeah, I know that uh, a lot of times... We'll be on the phone or we'll see somebody and they'll have a need and we'll say, oh, I'll pray for you on that. Well, long long time ago, I decided I wouldn't do that anymore. When I had somebody that had a need, either on the phone or that I was talking to or I was at the grocery store or just somebody that I was visiting with, I would simply, can I pray for you right now? And I would pray for them out loud right then. And that way, number one, they know they've been prayed for, and they know that I'll continue to pray for them. So it gives them a little more hope, and they don't wonder, well, I hope he's praying for me. I don't know. But if you pray for them right then, they know they have been prayed for. You know, Ms. Evelyn showed me that in a very real way. Um, Right after I 
began doing this program with her one day. She goes, okay, Carrie, we're going to the Capitol today, and can you drive me there? And uh, we're going to this luncheon. And I was like, okay, Miss Evelyn. And so we hopped in the car, and after we finished with the luncheon at the Capitol, we we were walking back to, to the car, and there was a man on the street, and she stopped to talk to him. It was obviously a homeless man, mm-hmm. and she stopped to talk to him, and, and uh, she wasn't nervous or scared or afraid or anything. She just had a conversation. And right there in the street in downtown Austin, she grabbed the man's hand and prayed for him. And it was the, I I can't tell you how much that impacted me. And so, yes, let our, let our word, put our words into action as we pray for people straight away. Well, friends, when we return to Love Talk, we'll have more with Richard Battle and Jim, Jim McGee as we continue to discuss not only National Day of Prayer, but the state prayer breakfast that's held right here in Central Texas in Round Rock at the Kalahari Resort. And we'll have more about National Day of Prayer when we return right after this. Welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. Coach Carrie Brinkader here with Kathy Indebrock in studio with Jim McGee and Richard Battle. You know, Jim, I don't know about you, but sitting in a room with these accomplished authors over here, sometimes I feel like, you know, maybe I'm not, you know, reaching the mark. <laughs> we've got Tell me about it. <laughs> I know. We've got Richard Battle over here who has written eight books. Uh, I think currently the ninth is at the publisher. Richard and Kathy, of course, um, our listening friends know, um, has recently finished up her her book, My Voice, His Heart, a prayer journey for mm-hmm. women, uh, not only women, Kathy. I mean, you specifically wrote it for women's Bible studies, but anybody can use this prayer um, guide. And what what a blessing. Uh, so, Kathy, just tell us briefly about your book. I mean, prayer. We're talking about prayer, and your book's about prayer. And then we'll get to Richard. You know, it's exactly what Jim was talking about earlier. I think that when someone is struggling and we tell them, hey, I'll pray for you, and you, then you go away, it gives them <laughs> a little bit of encouragement. But when you hold their hand and yeah. pray with them, it just pours out God's love and encouragement all over them. But I found, you know, just in a, a decade of being a, in a women's ministry director for my church, I had women say things like, well, I don't have the gift of prayer or don't ever ask me to pray. I can't pray in front of people. And there's so many um, just of God's children out there who would never voice a prayer in public. And I, I'm telling you, the only person that rejoices when you don't voice a prayer at the point where a prayer is needed is the enemy. The yeah. enemy wants to close your mouth and take away your voice. And so I've written this book as kind of a personal prayer coach to help women get really comfortable with voicing a prayer, not only to in pursuing their own relationship with the Lord, uh, but then into ministering to others and and, uh, just seeing God make a profound difference. And I speak from experience because when I first started in women's ministry, I told my co-director, I will organize everything. I will lead it. I will um, step out in the meetings, but don't ever ask me to voice a prayer in front of someone else. So I totally get where these gals are 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 coming from. And so um, I just I love exactly what Jim said. And that's where my heart is, is just helping women find their voice, press into God's heart and just see the transformation that he's going to bring. I love that. Now, Richard, you're a very accomplished author as well. Um, We've interviewed you on this program before and you've been through so much and you continue to use it to glorify the Lord. Your latest book is titled Life's Daily Treasure, 366 Doses of Hope, Optimism, Personal Growth, and Encouragement. Tell us a little bit about your latest book. Well, the genesis of this book, and it's truly inspired, is we were going through the COVID period, the depths of it. And I participated in interviews on radio and TV stations across the country. The the despair and the hopelessness that came across to me was breathtaking, like I'd never seen in our country. And so... I was using certain things to help encourage me each day. And my thought was, I ought to be able to share those with others. Oh, wow. And I got tired of people trashing the country yeah. as well. And our country, as we've talked about with David Barton, is great and has greatness ahead. 
And so this particular volume, each day of the month, has a subject. The first is joy. Uh, there's heart, hope, encouragement, example. So each of those days, there are three entries tied to it. An inspirational quote from Scripture, a motivational quote, and then something from my previous writings or speakings. And then there's three entries for the United States. One, the National Day. could be National Pancake Day or something <laughs> for fun. But then there's also a birthday of a great and accomplished American and then an anniversary of a great American success. And so each day, it only takes a minute or so to look at it and get a positive encouragement and hope for the day. And so that's what I was trying to share. And I've been so encouraged back by the people that told me what a help it's been to them to look at it each day for a minute or so and then start off on their day with a positive attitude. Oh, I love that. You know, I do that with coaching, Richard. That's interesting. Each day to start practice, um, I use a, a quote, a, a scripture from the Bible and then follow it up with some kind of inspirational quote. And then we just talk about it, right, just to start that practice. So, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and get that because that that's right up my alley. Um, well, wonderful. What a great way to use your your talents and gifts to, again, just pour into other people's lives is just amazing. Now, Richard, we're, um, we're, we're right here, you know, on the precipice of this awesome state prayer breakfast. What is your greatest hope for prayer um, and prayer for America right now? Well, unlike so many people believe, we have hope. Absolutely. Uh, people in the United States, our parents and grandparents went through much tougher times than we've been through to this point. I mean, they went through the pandemic in 1918, the Depression, World War One, World War Two, the Cold War, mm-hmm. so many other things. People in other countries, even today, are going through much worse things than we're going through. So the first thing is we need to appreciate the blessings that we have and realize that we have hope. And that it's up to us to use that hope to help others and lift others up. And so that to me is my greatest prayer is that more people will be encouraged by efforts of people like myself or others that will be lifted up and realize that we have that opportunity and responsibility. Uh, John Ben Shepherd said to be born free is an accident. To live free is a responsibility. To die free is an obligation. Mm. And so we have that obligation to be free and faithful people and pass that on to the next generations. You know, I know that hope builds up and lies tear down. And, you know, there is this pervasive lie within our nation right now that says that we are not a nation that is built on uh, good things. We are not a nation that is built on the principles that we profess, but that we are a nation built on uh, systemic destructive forces. And that's just such a lie. And so I love that we are able to um, press into truth and, and and, and see the truth that God has established this nation, that it is, while it is imperfect, as anything in the world is imperfect, that God in his providence has established such a strong a foundation for this nation that can bring hope and that God has established this nation to be a light to other nations. And, you know, you know, when I think about what's happening in Ukraine right now. The stronger America is, the more we're able to stand on the world scale and help these uh, other nations. And the weaker America is, uh, the less we're able to stand. And so I think that those forces that are trying to uh, divide this nation, to convince this nation that systemically uh, we are a corrupt and evil nation, I just I just uh, say that, you know, this National Day of Prayer, prayer friends, Let's let's stand up for the truth mm-hmm. that that God has established for this nation, and let's pray for our government, our church, our education system, our military, our businesses, families, and media. All these areas that need prayer within our nation. Um, and I, I want to quickly tell you how you can get a table and what the cost is. You know, when we talk about the nitty gritty, getting down to it. You can go to ndpaustin.org to get a table if you want a seat it's fifty dollars for a seat if you want to get a table and invite uh you know nine other friends that you can get just a non-sponsored table for five hundred dollars 
if you want to step up and say, I believe in, in what we're doing, I want to step forward in prayer, I want to make uh, tables available, I want to support what God is doing here, you can get a sponsor table for $1,000, for $2,500, or for $5,000. And now, Jim, you know, I know that we will expand this event to accommodate everyone. Um, but you said the earlier you get your seat, the better location you Correct. get. <laughs> location, location, location. Location, location, location. <laughs> and there's 10 people per seat. So uh-huh. you get to per ta- come per table. At, per table and you get to invite uh, people that you want to come and so, join you. So when you sponsor a table at $1,000, 2500 or 5000 then you get your business name or your ministry name uh, on various um, signage for the event. And then you actually get 10 seats for that table to invite either your clients or your friends (laughs) or whomever. And and I love that. And I know that um, National Day of Prayer is also very, very generous that you provide a number of tables for our military that they do not pay a cent, um, but that we have military coming out from Camp Mabry and Fort Hood to this event. Yes, and I have two tables already donated, working on a couple more to get the four tables they need. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. It's our sponsors that make that possible. Friends, if you want to do something for the military, you want to sponsor a table uh, and just, just have the military come, uh, you can do that. And, Jim, how can people reach you? They can reach me by Jim F. McGee at ndpaustin.org, or they can call me at 512-791-3464. That's myself. And they can get me that way. Thank you for that, Jim. And I know, Richard, people can reach you at? RichardBattle.com. Okay. Or Richard at RichardBattle.com for the email. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. And friends, if you want to come and sit with Coach Carrie and I, all you have to do is text your name and NDP to the love line on 512-644-7972 to the seventh person who texts in their name and the the letters NDP, that stands for National Day of Prayer, to the love line at 512-644-7972. You will get two free, free seats to the state prayer breakfast at the Love Talk table. And we are looking forward to getting to know you. We will not use your name or details for any other purpose than to contact you about the breakfast and to let you know those two seats are reserved for you on the day. Well, friends, it has been an amazing time. We are at the end of our program. Jim McGee, Richard Battle, thank you so thank much you. for joining thank us. You. Thank you. And, friends, if you need us, you can contact us on the Love Line, 512-644-7972. You can see our archives at lovetalknetwork.com. For Coach Carrie Brinkater, I'm Kathy Endebrock. It's been a joy to be with you this Saturday morning, and we look forward to being with you next week on Love Talk.